Hello, mamas. Laura here. And today I am sharing what weeks two to six of my postpartum recovery looked like. Enjoy. Hey, mama, I'm sending you wonderful pregnancy vibes. It's time for you to guide you through. Let's take some time for you. It's pregnancy with physio Laura. Hello, mamas, and welcome back to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast. Now, today's episode is all about how weeks two to six looked in my postpartum journey and recovery. So this is episode five of seven in the My Pregnancy and Birth podcast series. So if you haven't already listened to the first four episodes, you should definitely go and listen to them first as I explain the whole pregnancy and birth story that led me to this postpartum recovery, plus how I felt in the first two weeks after birth. In today's episode, I share how my body and pelvic floor felt in this period of time, how much exercise I was able to do, where my mental state was at, the new pelvic floor symptoms that I started to feel, how my women's health physio appointment went, and so much more. Now, still to come in this series, I'll also be sharing a postpartum Q&A where I answer your most asked questions, plus a bonus special episode on transitioning to three kids and my tips and tricks that I utilize to make this transition fairly smooth. Now, remember, if you want to listen to all these episodes at once, rather than waiting for future episodes to be released, this entire podcast series is now available inside my online program, The Pregnancy Posse. When you join the Pregnancy Posse, you'll also get access to weekly workouts tailored to your exact week of pregnancy. I also do a weekly Q&A session where I answer all of your burning questions. There is a wonderful community forum inside the Posse and an extensive resources library, which covers all of your burning pregnancy questions so that you do not have to Google your symptoms. (laughs) Now, I would love to help you have a healthy, active, pain-free pregnancy. So just head over to thepregnancyposse.com to see what the Pregnancy Posse is all about and to trial it for seven days. Now, let's get into episode five of this seven-part pregnancy and birth series, chatting all about weeks two to six in my journey and recovery after birth. Enjoy. Hi, ladies. So today I want to talk to you about my postpartum recovery from two to six weeks. So if you have listened to the previous episode, you'll know that I've broken it up into zero to two weeks and then two to six weeks. Now, the reason is six weeks is generally what we talk about when it comes to postpartum recovery. By no means does that mean come six weeks, you are fully recovered, ready to go back into, you know, quote unquote, normal life, far from it, but that there is a good amount of healing and tissue recovery and I guess uh, getting used to your new lifestyle, your new body, emotions, getting an understanding your baby, all of that, a lot of that can happen in that first six weeks. And I divided up because the first two weeks I think is particularly precious and then two to six weeks um, is sort of just a flow on from that. So I'm going to share with you today how my recovery looked in the two to six weeks. So I'll put in a little bit of my advice that I advise to clients, but please keep in mind the rest is just my personal story. Yours may look very different. I'm just sharing what my journey looks like for this third baby. So in terms of our daily rhythm in that sort of next month of recovery, I would sort of wake up, uh, you know, say 7am whenever my baby was ready to wake up. And then we would all sort of get ready together and play together as a family. And as opposed to the first two weeks when I would stay home and continue looking after the baby and maybe my husband would go and entertain my older two kids, I started to get more involved in the family routine. So I would often put 
uh, Luca in the baby carrier for her first nap and then we would go as a family and get some fresh air and a coffee or go for a small walk or a play as a family depending on where I was at physically whether I felt up for walking or whether we would just go to a park and um, I would sit down whilst my kids played. So I never in this first six weeks I don't think I ever No, I didn't. I never took all three kids out by myself uh, with no other parents or anyone around. I never felt safe enough or confident enough to do that. But I certainly started to organize play dates with my friends and community so that I could have other parents around to help me parent (laughs) all three kids uh, because I knew it was just too much for me to um, do on my own. So I definitely started socializing a lot more in that next month and getting out and about, but always with the help of friends um, or family. I never did it on my own. Um, We were still getting meals from our wonderful community. So there was still very minimal cooking happening which was really really helpful Um, and then in the afternoon I would often set up some sort of indoor play station or activity with my oldest two children whilst I fed the baby and looked after her and then we'd do the dinner and bed routine all together again like we were doing in the first two weeks so we'd all have a shower or bath together with uh, baby Luca as well and then we'd all sort of get in bed and ready to go to sleep by 7 30 and I would fall asleep at the same time and then wake up at the same time so I was still doing that big 12 hour stint in bed even though I was still getting woken up a lot Um, I would still try and be in bed for that full nighttime routine um, and 12 hour sleep while my kids were also in bed. So that worked really, really well. Now, in terms of exercise in this period of time, again, it was very minimal. So I started to increase the length of my walks as my pelvic floor started to feel more capable. So I started to get less of that heavy, throbby sensation um, by the end of the day. But don't get me wrong, I still every single day would feel some degree of it. So it was much less and I was able to do much more, but I still felt it. So that was still able to keep me in check and make sure that I didn't push myself too hard even though mentally I felt like I wanted to do more physically I kept reminding myself no your body is sending you a signal it's sending you a message and I honored that every single time so in that period of time the longest walk I probably went for was about an hour and that was with the baby carrier so that's an extra load and then that was enough for me I I could feel my pelvic floor starting to feel the load of that and I knew that that was my limit and I would only do one of those walks a day I was doing more frequent pelvic floor exercises and I was certainly noticing that instead of lifting to just level one, uh, I could probably now get to level two. So I could feel that range of motion coming back in my pelvic floor. It wasn't as sluggish, it wasn't as small and I could hold for longer as well. And another exciting thing that I did in this period of time was I bought a Pilates reformer machine, which... I'm so excited. It still hasn't arrived. There's quite a big wait time and I kind of wish I'd organized it earlier so I could have started using it. But that was really exciting for me because I knew that for me personally, Pilates Reformer uh, or Reformer Pilates is a really fantastic way for me to move my body. I love it. I've taught it for years and I just went all in and committed to buying one because I knew I would really get the most out of it. And if I had have had it at home, I 110% would have started using it in this period of time because there's so many low impact options you can do on there, but I didn't have it. So there are also loads of 
easy, low impact body weight options I could have started in this period of time. But to be honest, I felt inclined just to do walking and pelvic floor exercises and functional movements. You know, I started doing a little bit more around the house and those sorts of things, a little bit more housework, a little bit more interaction and play with my kids. Uh, But if you felt inclined to do it and you were guided by a physio, you can definitely start some body weight exercises in this period of time. You don't have to do nothing until you hit the six week mark and then start up exercise. There is a lot of options that you could do at home. Very easy, low impact, just to start building up some strength. But that's all I did in that period of time because that's all I felt inclined to do. In terms of my physical recovery, Like I said, the throbbing and the heaviness in that right side of my pelvic floor definitely started to ease. So I was able to be more upright and walk around for longer without feeling symptoms, but I still needed to rest most afternoons. So I I wasn't as diligent with having a nap or having a rest every afternoon because my husband was now transitioning back into work as well and I didn't necessarily have the kids out of the house. So um Some days when I felt like I needed to, I would lie down and set my kids up with some sort of activity or I would read books to them while I was lying down uh, so that I could still get my rest, but interact with and, you know, satisfy everyone's needs. It doesn't have to be one or the other, I guess. Um, So that worked well. And some days I guess I didn't get a rest and that's fine. I just knew that then the next day I'd be more diligent with lying down and getting a bit more horizontal rest. Uh, The stinging in my perineum, 100% resolved. So that was awesome. Um, my breasts, my back, my pelvis, my tummy, everything was tick, tick, tick good on that front. Um, I didn't have any significant diastasis recti or um, abdominal separation. I have always had you know, about a one and a half to two fingers since having kids. And that's very normal for me. Um, but it was all, it was all about two to three fingers wide and functioning really well. So I wasn't concerned about that. Now, in terms of how I was feeling emotionally, I was really good. I was no longer anxious at nighttime. Like I mentioned in the last episode, I didn't have any of that anxiety creeping in as we're getting into the bedtime routine. Um, That probably helps because I was used to the routine at nighttime and my baby touch wood was doing pretty well overnight. So still every three hours, but sort of resettling very easy, which I think makes a big difference. I didn't feel like I needed as much support around me. Emotionally, I was feeling much more steady. Um, I do remember feeling a bit overwhelmed at the thought of having all three kids completely on my own though. So going out with them at home, I felt fine having them all on my own, but the thought of like re-entering society with all three kids on my own felt very overwhelming to me. I remember thinking, oh my God, am I ever going to be able to leave the house? with all three kids solo ever again, but um, that's fine. I have been able to do that. Not very often, but I have been able to do that and it is fine, but I still very much am organizing to be with other parents so that I'm not completely on my own with all three. I also started wearing some compression tights. So you may have seen me mention, I trialed the Lenny Rose Active postpartum tights and I loved them. They were super comfy, great pelvic support, back support and perineal support. I had originally tried some compression shorts in the first week after birth, but for me, I actually found that I felt worse in my perineum at the end of that day. 
And this can happen to a small proportion of women if you have prolapse symptoms or just discomfort in your pelvic floor. Because you're wearing compression, what it's doing is it's putting some extra pressure down on that pelvic floor area and it doesn't always work for every woman. So um, if you're feeling extra symptomatic in your pelvic floor when wearing compression, I would advise you not to wear compression and try it at a later stage. It's not for everyone and the priority I believe should always be that your pelvic floor feels supported. So even if it means you're not getting abdominal compression, but you're not overloading your pelvic floor, that's a better result than wearing compression, which arguably might help your abdomen, but potentially worse in your pelvic floor symptoms. So I hope that makes sense. But that's the reason why I didn't wear compression for those first two weeks is because I had that day where I actually felt worse in my perineum. After the two weeks, I started wearing the compression. I felt fine. So that was a really good sign that I did it at the right time. Now, another thing to mention in this period of time is I booked my women's health physio appointment. So I'm fortunate to obviously have friends in the area. I booked in with a wonderful colleague and friend at the six week mark. So pretty much bang on six weeks, I booked in with her and I was very excited for this appointment. This is my first vaginal delivery. So I knew that things would be different down there. And I was really interested to know exactly what had changed, what was going on, where I was at so that I a, had a really good understanding of where my anatomy was at and where my recovery was at, but also so I could understand what I could start doing exercise wise. So important to note as well is that a lot of that right-sided throbbing sort of heavy feeling in my perineum had resolved, but I'd had a new symptom pop up and that was this feeling of fullness in the vagina, kind of like I was wearing a tampon or like something was there. Now, if you're familiar with prolapse symptoms, this is very much... um, considered a prolapse symptom like a feeling of fullness in the vagina and I'll be 100% completely honest I deal with prolapse all the time in my job and given I hadn't felt sensations like this before I probably wasn't as empathetic towards clients because I hadn't experienced it myself but if someone had told me hey look I'm feeling this at you know say four weeks postpartum is it a concern I would have very much gone you know what no of course not you're recovering it's almost considered fairly normal to have some mild degree of prolapse after a vaginal delivery. Don't stress out. But being on the other side of the equation this time, I had done a little internal exam in the shower. I had felt a change in my anatomy and I freaked myself out. I almost started crying and I said to my husband, oh my God, why did I do that? Now I can't get it out of my head. And he's like, you're an idiot. Why did you do that? You know better. (laughs) So... It was really interesting to be on the other side of the equation because I emotionally just spiraled, even though intellectually I knew this was not something to worry about. I was very early in my recovery. Like I said, after a vaginal delivery, it's expected that you will have some laxity in your vaginal walls, but I still freaked myself out. So it was so beautiful to go and see my friend and my colleague and have it assessed and put my mind at ease. And I had an internal exam Um, I probably won't go into detail exactly about the whole appointment. I might do that on another episode, Um, but long, long story short, in this exam, we went through my birth history, my pregnancy history, what symptoms I was having, if I was having any other troubles, which touch wood I wasn't. It was just this feeling of fullness for me. And she did an internal vaginal exam in lying. And I also asked her to do one in standing so that I could get a really good understanding of exactly what my vaginal walls were doing and whether there was any prolapse to be concerned about. Um, We did all the measurements, um, which a women's health physio will do to assess if you have prolapse. And if you do have prolapse, 
what that might mean for you according to your measurements, what that might mean for you in terms of returning to high impact. So we did all of that. It was really thorough and I felt so much better afterwards. So um, the conclusion of it was that, yes, I had a little bit of laxity in my what we call front vaginal wall, which is where your bladder is, which is really common after a vaginal delivery, but it was not of concern. Um, I had fantastic pelvic floor strength and control. And I guess the, the conclusion of it was to keep doing my pelvic floor exercises and just allow myself a little bit more time for recovery and not freak out about it. So I wasn't in a rush to get back into high impact exercise anyway, and I would never recommend that earlier than three months for anyone. Uh, But it was really good just for me to have uh, that mental understanding of this is where I'm at, everything is being checked. So I highly recommend whether you have concerns or not, go and see a women's health physio. You will never regret it. So to summarize this episode, I made some goals at that six-week appointment for myself um, just so that I had something to aim for. So I thought I would share them with you. So these are physical, emotional lifestyle goals. So I wanted to return to surfing and I can inform you that I have and I am terrible and I'm very weak, but it feels good to be out in the ocean. So I wanted to get back into surfing. Another goal of mine was to get out and about with all three kids on my own, which I can also confirm now down the track. I have done that. It wasn't a disaster. It wasn't smooth sailing, but it was fine. I wanted to return to cooking because we'd obviously had the meal train going. And I can also confirm I have done that and that has been smooth sailing. I wanted to start Reformer Pilates, which I haven't yet just because my Reformer is still waiting to be delivered, but I'm very excited to do that. And the last goal, which I have not yet achieved, is to be able to have the strength to get up from the floor without sighing. So I am still very weak in my legs and I find if I'm on the floor, I still have to do a real to get up from the floor. So you got to set small goals, but that one, I'm still, I'm still having to sigh a little bit. So I just need to build up some leg strength to get there. But I thought it would be good to share those with you. There's a whole range of goals there. Obviously getting up from the floor is probably the easiest goal and cooking as well, all the way to being able to get back up on a surfboard and catch waves again. So um, I do recommend if you can do some goal setting emotionally, physically, lifestyle wise, and just slowly start to tick these things off. Don't aim too high or be too ambitious. Try and set some really small achievable goals. And if you're anything like me, someone who likes to achieve things and be productive, then you'll find that goal setting can be really helpful in those early days postpartum. Hey mamas, Laura here, and I really hope you enjoyed today's episode and have already gotten on the phone to your local women's health physio to book an appointment. Truly, I cannot tell you enough how much getting a checkup put my mind at ease for how my pelvic floor recovery was going. So I get a lot of people in my social media inboxes asking me whether their recovery is normal so far or whether their pelvic floor will ever feel the same again. And my advice is always the same to them, given that I cannot assess them over social media, but I can hear the panic in their message. My advice is always to get themselves to a women's physio ASAP because it will not only help them physically, but also mentally as often it will put so many of your fears to bed. Now, if you enjoyed the episode or resonated with anything I shared today, I would love to hear from you over on my socials 
at Physio Laura. And in the next few episodes in my pregnancy and birth series, I'll be sharing my Q&A episode where I answer all of your most asked questions, including the differences in my recoveries from a vaginal delivery versus a C-section. Plus, I've got an episode on transitioning to a third child. Now, if you haven't already, just subscribe to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast so that you don't miss our upcoming episodes in this series. And if you love today's episode and you want to listen to all future episodes in this series right now, you can find them all inside my online program, The Pregnancy Posse. Inside The Pregnancy Posse, you'll also find our weekly guided pregnancy workouts and extensive resources library on birth preparation, yoga and meditation in pregnancy and pelvic floor exercises, plus a wonderful community forum and weekly Q&A sessions with myself. I would love to help you have a wonderful pregnancy, birth, and postnatal experience. So just visit thepregnancyposse.com to see what The Pregnancy Posse is all about and to trial it for seven days. I will catch you soon for episode six in this seven-part pregnancy and birth series where I'll be answering your most asked postpartum questions, including the differences in my recovery between a vaginal delivery and a cesarean section. Until then, mamas, sending you wonderful pregnancy vibes and enjoy the incredible journey that is pregnancy.